I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do people say your name wrong all the time? Uh, yes, they do. They, they call me Mara a lot of the time. And, uh, and I'm not sure why, because I've never heard that name before. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. It doesn't seem like it would be a name. I knew a girl once who had a friend named uh, Tamara. And she would call her Mara for short. But that's the only time I've ever heard the name Mara or Mara. Yeah, it's because I'm, I'm from New England. So I tend to default to an awe sound when I when I speak, right? Like aunt yeah. instead of aunt, which is hard for me to say. Right. Um, but what's funny to me is people will say my name the same way they say Merry Christmas or that they got married, which to me are very different words, right? Like Mary, Mary, married. People think I'm crazy. I'm from California, and up until a couple of years ago, I probably would have said Mary, married, and married. Like, they're they're all the same to me. Well, you know what's an easy word to pronounce? Uh, Mara Wilson. <laughs> Can you guess? Cat. Cat. Let's talk about cats. Cats. Let's talk about cats. This is another episode of Let's Talk About Cats. Of course, I am noted cat lady Mary Phillips Sandy, and I'm so excited today to be talking with noted cat lady Mara Wilson. She's an actor, a writer, a storyteller across many mediums, let's say. Most importantly, Mara, you have cats. I do, yes. Could you tell me your cats' names? Right now I have two and a half cats. My sister is moving and she she wasn't someplace where she could have the cat. So her, her kitty has been living with me. Oh, okay. So I have two and a half. So first there's Milo. He was my first cat. And Milo is a big orange cat. Theo is, he is a little white and gray kitty. He is very photogenic and very beautiful. And then so what's your yeah. sister's cat's name who's living with you temporarily? His name is Basil. Basil! Sometimes she's like, you can call him Basil if you'd like. Oh, I like Basil, actually. And uh, he is a little black and white tuxedo cat with little white mittens. Oh, Mara, yeah. we're going we're gonna to put you on the spot just a little bit here. Um, we open the show with something that we call the five-word memoir, which is where we ask you to sum up your cat's lives in five words. If you'd like to do one for Basil slash Basil as well, that's fine. But you could also just focus on your cats. Milo's would probably be... Enormous oaf turned stoner jock. Theo's would probably be chirpy, comma, food stealing, mama's boy. Now it is time for our cat quiz. Um, so Mara, you have a really great newsletter that I enjoy. Thank it's you. called Shan't We Tell the Vicar? Yes. You and I share a passion for BBC television. For those of you who don't subscribe to Mara's newsletter, first of all, get with the program. But second of all, every <laughs> every edition comes with the name of a fake BBC TV show that Mara has made up. They are so realistic that I feel like sometimes, oh yeah, I saw that, but I, I didn't. It's a joke. <laughs> so Mara, you're very good at making up titles of BBC television shows. So today's cat quiz is called Real BBC Episode Logline About Cats. 
or thing I just made up. Mara, oh, are you ready? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Go on. Okay, so I'm going to read you the logline from an episode of TV. You are going to tell me if that actually aired on the BBC or if I just made it up. There's no time limit. We just ask you to, you know, say the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know is never an acceptable answer. And there's a prize at stake, okay? Are you ready? I already know it's going to be hard to tell, but yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. When an eccentric widow's cat goes missing, Marston uncovers clues that link a local plein air painting club to a series of unsolved murders. Okay, I'm going to say you made that one up because it does seem like too many, you know, charming British things put together. Ah, see, you're doing great. I knew you'd be good at this. Of course, that one was fake. All right, question number two. Here we go. Twilight Monthly Magazine needs a new cover star, and Victor is convinced he's the man for the job. Meanwhile, Winston battles with a neighbor to win a stray cat's affection. Real or fake BBC episode? Oh, I would totally believe that was real. Yes, it was. It was from a, a series called Still Game, uh, which somehow ran like nine or more series. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. Uh, and the episode is called Cat's Whiskers. So everybody get on your VPN and look that up. All right, number wow. three. Hattie gets a kitten called Tittles, but Eric finds himself in an encounter with Major Crombie Crombie, who really hates cats. The names are making me think it's not real, although I do believe that that was, would be like a sitcom plot. So I'm going to say not real. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mara. That was real. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it aired in the 70s. There was a comedian called Eric Sykes who had his own show, and oh. uh, that was an episode on it. Well, wow. Major Crombie Crombie? Major Crombie Crombie, I know. Number four, tensions are high as General Paddock arrives at Meadowcroft for Christmas with his prize-winning show cat. Meanwhile, Lydia decides to take up fencing. I'd say that's real. Mara, I'm so delighted you said that, but you're actually wrong. I made that up. All right, here's the last one, Mara. You're doing great. When the vicar's son returns from Bristol, can Curtin help him readjust to village life? Carrie visits an elderly neighbor, Florence, for tea talk. Florence's cat, Tudor, has passed away, and Carrie does her best to fill the emotional void. Is that a real episode, or did I just make it up? Uh, I'm going to say you made it up. I'm sorry, it was real, and it was from a really? show. Yeah, a show called The Vicar's Son. <laughs> wow. That really is, real. That is... I'm not feeling very confident in my ability to guess plots, but I am feeling very confident in my ability to make up titles because, yeah, they really do love vicars Vickers. There, don't they? Yeah, I've never in my life seen a vicar. Um, but Mara Wilson, congratulations. You win Thank our you. cat quiz. You can't see it, but I am holding your prize. I know um, that you also enjoy tea, which is also a British yes. thing. And so I'm holding in my hand for you a um, tea infuser mug shaped like a cat. <gasps> Uh, oh my gosh. It's got a little fishy thing inside. You put the tea in the fish, you put it in the in the hot water. You have a delightful cup of tea that you can drink while enjoying actual episodes of BBC television. And we'll make sure you get that in the mail. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, that is that is everything I love. I mean, cats and tea, that's right at the nexus of my interests. No better combination, right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So now it's time for a segment that we call The Hot Topic. And this is where you and I are going to resolve a divisive feline issue once and for all. Your expertise is going to be really important here. Um, Mara, you're you're really great on Twitter. Uh, we follow you, of course, you. from at from LTACPod on Twitter. You don't shy away from expressing yourself, from sharing opinions. You're very outspoken, um, which is what I think is so great about your account. But you've also, I'm sure as a result of that, had your share of trolls, people just sort of, Of you know, being assholes on Twitter. And so I've been thinking, should there be a completely separate Twitter only for cat content? In other words, those of us who want to engage with each other's cats could do so free from all the other stuff on Twitter that is either hateful, stressful, confusing, bad in some way. Should we do that? Should someone invent that? That would be nice. I mean, I do think that there is, like, there are a lot of groups on Facebook that are just, like, cat appreciation. And, I mean, I just got a public Instagram, and now, and it's 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 mostly pictures of my cats and, like, stories about my cats behaving badly. And my sister made an Instagram for Basil as well. Uh, he's so cute. Twitter, I don't know. Twitter is such a weird environment that, and it's so hard to control things there. But I do feel like there are really a lot of, like, good cat communities on other platforms as mm-hmm. well. I mean, if somebody made a social media thing just about cats, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we should uh, do that. We had journalist Adam Serwer on the show uh, last mm-hmm. season. He's, of course, very big on Twitter as well. And he tweets very aggressively about politics, whatever is happening right now in current events, but also about his cats that he calls the Garfields. And mm-hmm. he and I were talking mm-hmm. about, you know this sort of mashing up of partisan politics, which is probably one of the most stressful things in the world right now, and yeah. cats, right? Um, and he said something really interesting about how there there are three things left on the internet that are pure. One of those is pets, one of those is human children, and one of those things is dad puns. And so basically, mm. he sort of felt that like by bringing some of that purity into the feed that is news and Trump and this and that, that it leavens it, it lightens it in a way that uh, helps remind us of, you know, what really matters ultimately, which is fair because there have definitely been times for me where I can't look at Twitter anymore. It's so depressing. But then you see a moment where somebody just tweets a really hilarious gif of a cat or a true story about something their cat did. And you're like, oh, maybe the world isn't so bad after all. Yeah. And I think it's kind of our responsibility sometimes to do that, Yeah, to, to sort of lighten it, you know, lighten it up. As we were talking, Milo, uh, all probably what, 18 pounds of him, uh, leapt onto the couch and was very annoyed because my computer, uh, was in his spot. Oh, so Milo. I had to move that and now I'm petting him. I think when he was younger, his previous owner assumed that he wasn't very smart but I've been documenting this online. He has this ongoing thing where he, he opens cabinets and he will get in there, steal a bag of treats and eat the entire thing. Oh, wow. With his paws, so, he can just open. Yes, he will wow. open things okay. with his paws. I feel like he's kind of like like a football player who's kind of kind of like big and clumsy, but great with his hands. 
Mm, like mm. good at passing you know he's kind of a lovable oaf but he's like surprisingly good with his hands and to me hearing stuff like that is just the sort of light in the day that I personally need right I mean exactly so I've been documenting the like Milo versus the cabinets thing and it's made a lot of people really happy a lot of people have been like giving me hints on like what to do so that he won't get into the cabinets anymore and it's it's nice too because people get to give advice and feel helpful and useful and that's really nice that is and you know and the more I think about it it's like the idea of having a separate Twitter that's just for cats that's a happy place where we cat people do our cat person thing like you have to take the good with the bad, I guess. Exactly. In life. Yeah. I love when people tweet about their cats or when they have threads that are just like, hey, please post your cats. Yes. That is like one of my favorite things. And I will. I will always. Uh, totally. I will always take part in them. Um, another former guest, Anna Marie Cox, she does that. Uh, and she, she's she got such a great eye for like when people need it, you know, <laughs> like when the right, news gets exactly. really bad. You can count on her to jump in and be like, all right, everybody, bring the pet photos. So I think maybe, maybe ultimately, though, like what we could use is. Uh, I don't know, you know those like set those Chrome extensions where you can like every time the word millennial appears it turns into the word snakes or yeah. something? Yeah. Maybe we need a, a Twitter extension somehow that will just temporarily mute all the non cat content. Oh, when you, you well, know that would be interesting. I have the one that turns pictures of Trump into pictures of cats. I didn't know that existed. Yes, I think it's called Make America Kittens Again. Of course it is. So let's not separate cats from Twitter. Let's just have more cats on Twitter. And everybody, control your own experience. I think that's the lesson, right? And now it's time for some exciting news. Let's Talk About Cats has its first sponsor. And I really hope you'll support them because they are supporting this show. And they're really nice people. So here's what happened. The folks at Cat Amazing reached out to us. They are a family-owned business that makes award-winning treat hunt puzzle feeders that keep indoor cats mentally engaged and physically active. Their puzzles are recommended by vets. That's great. But more importantly, they are now recommended by Grendel. That's right. You've seen her on our Instagram. She likes to lie around on my clothes, uh, sleep, move as little as possible. But Cat Amazing sent over their newest puzzle. It's called Sliders, and it has these uh, intersections that you can configure in lots of different ways. So it's always a new challenge, and she really has to work to get the treats. I'll be honest with you. At first, she sat there staring at me like, why don't you just give me the treats? Why do I have to work for it? But once she got going, she did not stop until she had gotten all of the treats out of that puzzle. Uh, actually, she was so excited the first time she got a treat out, she started purring and rubbing her face on the puzzle, which I've never seen her do with a toy before. So I can tell you, these things really stand up to enthusiastic play, and they're very easy to assemble. My four-year-old actually had a lot of fun putting the sliders together with me. As you know, I love anything that keeps the kid and the cat entertained. And let's face it, indoor cats need enrichment. They need to stay active. Grendel, I'm sorry, you know it's true. And Cat Amazing's puzzles are a fantastic way to do just that. So give your cat a treat, literally. Go to catamazing.com slash cat talk, and you can get 15% off your purchase of sliders or any other Cat Amazing puzzle. That's catamazing.com slash cat talk. That brings us to my very favorite part of the show. Let's talk about your cat. We always start by asking our guests, how did you and your cats meet? And in your case, Mara, I have a very specific follow-up. My sources tell me that Twitter helped you get one of your cats? Yes, actually. Yeah, I had a friend who was on Twitter. I don't think she is anymore. We met through Twitter, and she had two cats, and one would cause allergies and one wouldn't. And then later on, um, when she was moving, she was like, 
I'm moving in with a bunch of people who are super allergic. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like, I'll take the one who, who causes allergies. Because <laughs> I, I really wanted a cat. I wanted a cat for a really long time. And I, my roommates did too. So I, I was like, I, I, I was like, I want to get a cat. And he's, Milo is a very easy cat. He's easygoing. He likes people. He's, you know, kind of a, kind of a big lug. I, I was like, this is a very good cat for, for somebody who's never owned a cat on their own before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if it weren't for Twitter, I never would have had him. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's one of the upsides I think of it is that I wouldn't have met Milo. And like, I can't really imagine my life without him. And he's such a like presence and such a character. I just feel like to know him is to love him. And a lot of my other friends who've known him as well have just been, have, have fallen in love with him. Even when he's being a jerk, even when he's being ridiculous, they, they just love him. And of course, he's a good big brother to Theo. He is. He loves Theo so much. He does not like Basil, but I think he's probably just nervous around kittens. Now, did you ever work with a cat uh, in your acting career on set? No, I didn't. I mean, the closest I came to working with animals was working with the newts in Matilda. <laughs> so <laughs> Not and... very cuddly, not very like... No, they weren't. They weren't. And I remember Kiami, who played Lavender, thought they were the cutest things ever. She she thought they were adorable, which was really funny. And I remember be, at first being like, I don't think they're cute. And then spending some time with them and being like, okay, I guess I could see it. <laughs> the you newts know? won you over. I don't know. I know people have worked with cats before, but... But I can't imagine how they did that. Yeah, it seems like it would take a very special kind of cat, a very special kind of director, and a very, very patient animal handler. Um, Exactly. Speaking of performing, when you were living here in New York, I know you got involved in theater, live storytelling. You had a regular show called What Are You Afraid Of? Which is such a great name for a show. Um, So I want to know, what are Milo and Theo afraid of? Oh, okay. Milo is terrified of the laundry basket. He might think it's like a cat carrier, like to take him to the vet or something. But every time I have like a plastic laundry thing, his eyes get huge and he runs away in fear. They're both very scared of the Roomba. Oh, I've heard cat Roomba relationships can be very fraught. Yeah. And I was sad because I was like, oh, maybe they'll be the kind that ride around on the Roomba. No, no, not at all. Um, Theo is afraid of anybody picking him up. He's very cuddly, but he freaks out if he's picked up and he will scratch the shit out of you. They're both really scared. Yeah, they don't like their carriers, although sometimes I'll find them hanging out in their carriers when it's not time to go. And I'm just like, I can't get you in there when you actually have to go somewhere. But It's like a um, control thing. It's like confront your fear. Yeah. Uh, Basil, as far as we can tell, isn't afraid of anything. He's pretty He's pretty much like, come on, guys, let's do this. I, I call him the class president. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's very much, you know, the type to, to be kind of bold and speak about things. Although lately he's been in a phase where he's running away from everybody. I think he's like becoming a teenager and it's a lot of like, leave me alone, mom, kind of stuff. A little fear can be healthy um, yes. and fun, uh, which leads me to my next question, which is about the new Radiotopia podcast called Passenger List that you yes. wrote on. And by the time this episode airs, Passenger List will be out so people can listen to it. And it's a thriller mystery starring incredible cast, Kelly Marie Tran, Patti Lupone, Rob Benedict. Now, I don't want you to give us any spoilers, but can you just tell us right now, do any cats get hurt in this show? I don't think any cats get hurt, but there is a cat. 
Oh, there, there is, is a, a mention of a cat. Mm, okay, okay, because I have so much trouble. I mean, I don't. I know. I don't enjoy watching or listening to anything where people get hurt. That's not my vibe. But um, yeah, man, cats. It's just I can't do it. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard for me too. Anytime a cat gets injured or, or hurt, I, I need to be warned beforehand, and then yes. usually I won't. Okay, actually, I so, won't actually see it. <laughs> so every okay, so passenger list. It, it sounds like it will be okay for cat lovers because no cats get injured. And you also, uh, of course, have been a recurring character on Welcome to Night Vale, which is a great yes. podcast. And, and Lizzie and I were talking before the show, did Welcome to Night Vale promote the bad mythology that cats are evil or creepy because the cat in that show, there's a lot of creepiness, right? The cat is is floating, is trapped, a lot of weird things happen. But on the other hand, I guess the cat sort of turns folks in the station into cat people he does ultimately. yeah he does now Kashuk is Kashuk is a great cat I think and you also have to keep in mind that to them he's not evil and he's not creepy he just is because mm-hmm. what is evil and creepy to other people aren't isn't going to be evil and creepy to people in Night Vale for them a cat floating in midair and you know and giving birth to kittens in in midair and and having these like really horrifying growls like that isn't that isn't bad to them. And they develop like a, a, a great affection for mm-hmm. Kashuk. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's kind of important to them that it's it's a cat, but it's also maybe something else, but they also love it. Kashuk is a lot of people's favorite characters. There's a lot of fan art out there. Oh, yeah. Really incredible fan art. Um, so I don't know if this is something you're allowed slash qualified to do, but I want to mm-hmm. ask it anyway. There is a little bit of controversy on the internet about the origins of Koshek's name on Welcome to Night Vale. So apparently some people say it comes from the Hebrew word for darkness, but I looked this up and that is actually pronounced, I'm so sorry to any Hebrew speakers listening, I believe it's like (laughs) Koshek. And so other people say that it's more likely to be a derivative of the Russian word for cat, which is Koshka, a little closer. Do we know which it is? I'm pretty sure it's the Russian one, although it could it could be both. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could be a little bit of both, but I was actually, funnily enough, I was just talking about this last night because somebody posted uh, a thing on my wall that was apparently in Russian. They have like 20 different words to describe cats, yes. which I love because there's, there's cat, there's koshka, there's koti, there's, there's a bunch of others. And, uh, koshek was one of them. And I was with Joseph and Jeffrey last night and I was like, oh yeah, I just got this thing that uh, somebody sent to me with all the the Russian names of cats and Jeffrey was like yeah exactly like that's that's where it came from I don't know if Joseph speaks fluent Hebrew but I do know that he knows some and it it could also be a little bit of that as well but but I am pretty sure that it was inspired by the Russian word one of the one of the many Russian words for cats isn't it great that they have so many words for cats like how amazing is that Listen, I've been saying this uh, literally since the show began, but my end game is a Let's Talk About Cats travel show where we go to like, you know, places around the world and Russia top of the list. I mean, Catherine the Great, how can we not? Um, Yes. When that materializes, uh, yeah, you can come along and be our Russian correspondent. Oh, man, that would be so wonderful. (laughs) And I can only imagine what Japan would be like, too. That would be so great. Japan, Istanbul, uh, the list goes on. You are from Southern California, from Burbank, but you came to New York and did what seems, I mean, as an observer to me, the the classic New York things, right, of of theater and art and writing. And then you Mm -hmm. went back to L.A. And I don't know if you read this, but just the other day, the New York Times ran a profile of Kim Gordon, who 
kind of <laughs> did the same thing, right? She's from Southern California, came to New York, of course, kind of made her name here. But then she went back and she's sort of now adjusting to this new life in L.A., I feel like every single day, somebody I know here in New York is like, oh, going to L.A. Um, yeah. You know, New York is too different. New York changes. You know, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, no shit. That's what New York does, right? Um, but when you moved, how was that for your cat? I mean, how? what is the cross-country cat transport oh, uh, my been God. like for you? So my sister, I basically bribed my sister into moving across, like helping me move the cats across the country. <laughs> I knew that I couldn't do it on my own and you can, you're only allowed to carry one cat per person. But I told my sister, I was like, if you help me move and you help me move the cats, I will take you to see Broadway shows. Oh. And some were like cheap and some I like had friends working at and I like pulled some strings and we were able to uh, go see Oh Hello with John Mulaney and Nick Kroll <gasps> and Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. And we got to go backstage at both and meet some of the actors and meet the performers and have a great time. So that was really cool. And I was like, okay, now you'll help me move my cats across the country. And when we got there, they they were nervous and confused for a couple of days. But then I think they realized that they were going to be able to sit in more sunshine than they could yeah. <laughs> back on the East Coast. And, yeah. and they really liked that. In fact, Milo liked it so much that he ended up getting sunburned a lot on his ears. And the vet said that I had to either try to find a sunscreen for cats which is surprisingly hard to find. They have sunscreen for dogs, but they don't have it for cats. But you need to make sure they do that because they can get ear cancer. I, I had no idea about this. Yes, it made me so worried. And I ended up putting uh, putting like shields up on my windows. Do the, do the cats seem different personality-wise in, in L.A. versus New York? I think they have a little bit more room because apartments in New York are small. They have a little bit more room to run around. Yeah, I do think they seem a little bit more laid back here. Maybe they just have more sun to sit in and... And there's a lot of birds and animals outside. Like, I remember they, the first time a squirrel got into our fire escape in New York, they were like, what is this? And they were just staring at it and, like, making eye contact with it. Like, what, what is this thing? Whereas now I can, you know, I can open the sliding glass doors and they can look outside and see all kinds of creatures. Are, are you more laid back in L.A. than in New York? Yeah, I definitely am. I mean, yeah. I, I really love New York. And I did not think I would ever come back to L.A. because I didn't like growing up here. You know, and when you're depressed as a kid, you know, the sunlight feels really intrusive. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, oh, people on the East Coast are so much, they're so much deeper and they're so much smarter and not they're not shallow like everybody here. <laughs> and then I got there and was like, oh, wait, everybody is shallow here. They're just shallow in different ways. Exactly. I hate spring. Like, I hate when the yeah. winter's over and it becomes spring because it's like, oh, I'm supposed to feel great now. Mm -hmm. But what if I don't? What am I supposed to do here? Like, in the winter, my mood can match the, you know, thick layers of gray clouds beating down on the, you know, concrete yeah. tunnels. But but then it's like everybody is suddenly smiling and wearing tank tops and then like, oh, great, here's me being a loser. Um I don't think people talk about that enough. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I didn't like growing up in L.A. It was it was sunny all the time. And I it, it was very much just kind of like, why aren't you happy? It's so sunny out. It's so nice. And and like the sunlight felt intrusive. But then, you know, I, I thought that I wanted more seasons. And then I learned about a seasonal affective disorder and seasonal migraines and seasonal allergies. And and that is actually one of the reasons I think why I left is I have a blood pressure condition and the constant weather changing there was giving me migraines that would make me faint. 
Oh no. So yeah, so that was that was definitely a problem, and it's less of a problem in LA because I don't I don't get them as often because the weather doesn't change very much. That you know, and the thing is, the cold in New York I don't think is actually that bad. No, it's it's not the cold so much, but it is the the gray and the darkness that yeah. that definitely gets to you, especially when you have a job where you go in early in the morning when it's dark and then you get out when it's dark. Like that was really what was tough for me was was just the darkness all of the time. Do you find that your cats help you manage your mental and physical challenges? Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they definitely calm me down. Like Theo is the best napping buddy ever. When I'm like not feeling well and I need to take a nap, he will come over and he'll go like, Purr! he'll do his little chirping thing and like snuggle up next to me. I have like favorite naps that I've taken now because of Theo, because of just how sweet he was when he was curled up next to me. I love the idea that you have like a notebook somewhere where you've written yes. down like your top 10 naps of all time. Yes. I remember when I was in New York once, like I, I, I had like a great nap and Theo was there with me and I was like and I was just like this is the best nap ever. Do your cats help you with your writing process or do they interfere with it? Both. Uh, <laughs> it's really really nice to have a cat right there when you're writing to have somebody like you know to have one of them cuddled up with you uh, but Milo is a headbutter and mm -hmm. he will come over and headbutt my hand out of the way while I'm typing. Right. That can be annoying, but also it's nice because sometimes I'll be writing something and, you know, one of them will be curled up at my feet and one of them will be curled up right next to me. Theo and Basil are more into spooning. <laughs> I, I usually wake up and find that I'm either spooning one of them or one of them is spooning me. Do your cats shape your identity? Yeah, they do, I think. I, I, I definitely am a cat lady. I have so many things with cats on them. I have, I have a bathing suit with cats all over it. I am that person now and it completely makes sense to people. I also think that like, you know, like I feel like if you say that dogs are assholes to a dog person, they'll be like, shut up, you're an asshole. But if you say that cats are assholes to a cat person, they'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. We're, and, we're very clear eyed about it. And but yeah, but also people will be like, your cats don't care about you. Cats are this cats are that. And I'll just be like, great, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't I, care that you don't care about me I I yeah it's like I don't care I love them anyway I I am I am thrilled to have them in my life to have their presence to have their cuteness their their weirdness their intuition you know the weird things they think about you know they're they're so funny to me and they're so sweet and so weird like I I just love them I love having them around and I always have so, Mara, I'm going to ask you our final question, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't exactly make sense to you since you are recording from your home, but I'm going to ask it the way I always do anyway. What would you like to say to your cats who are listening at home? I want them to know that I love them. I want them to know that they are always safe with me, that I'm thinking about them all the time. I want them to know that, yes, they will be fed. I want them to know that I am sleeping throughout the night, and I wish that they would pay attention to that. And I would like Milo to know that I'm sorry I misjudged him as kind of is kind of an oaf and that he he actually has a lot of powers and a lot of talents but please stop using them to open the cabinets and get the treats
And today's shout-out goes to Sam in New York. They are an intersex cat, and their owner would like our listeners to know that having an intersex cat is a great way to practice the use of they-them pronouns with someone who won't be too upset if you make a mistake, which even well-intentioned people can do. Uh, So, Sam, thank you so much for listening, and thanks for sharing uh, your story with us. Of course, if you have a cat who deserves a shout-out, please email us, shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Just let us know the cat's name pronouns, city-state, and any message you'd like included, I'll read it out at the end of an upcoming episode. If you're in New York or if you're going to be in New York on Sunday, November 17th, please join us at 7 p.m. at the Red Room in the East Village. It's the first ever meeting of the Tail and Whisker Club, the world's finest salon for cat people and friends of cat people. Admission is free. There's a two-drink minimum. We'll have mocktails. We'll have cocktails. There will be an audience participation cat quiz. You can win exclusive merch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to letstalkaboutcats.com for all the information. So, Mara, before we go, how can people find you online if they want to keep up with you, your cats, and everything you all are doing? I am at Mara Wilson on Twitter and now on Instagram and also Facebook. There is a Mara Wilson page on Facebook as well. So everybody go follow. And, of course, follow us. Our website is letstalkaboutcats.com. We will have show notes for this episode and a transcript. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter, Let's Talk More About Cats. And follow us on social media. We're at LTACPOD. That's at L-T-A-C-P-O-D on all the platforms. And that's all for now. Mara, thank you so much. Thank you so Um, much. Theo is currently licking my forehead. Oh, Theo. (laughs) It's it's gross. It's gross, but I know that he loves me. So, you know. Of course. That's how they show their affection. So thank you all for listening. I'm Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is the absolutely scrummy Lizzie Jacobs. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by The English Muffins. And our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon about cats. Let's talk about cats. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.